Hello everyone, welcome back to Beetroot Podcast. We are your hosts, Lottie and Marta. Marta. Hello everybody, welcome back. Today on the show, we have a special guest. We have Vince with us and Vince has brought along a beautiful poem to share with us. Marta, what have you got to say about Vince? Yes, so we have gone through a little bit of an existential question of uh, how to introduce ourselves today. So uh, our very philosophical answer is... The Lana Del Rey of heavy breathing, Vince, <laughs> is there with us yeah, today. Yeah, the microphone. Thanks I'm, for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, I'm here and I'm ghastly and I'm happy to be here. Yeah. We're very, very happy to have you on. Um, so what poem did you decide to bring on for us today? Um, I was um, torn between bringing you to Franks, Franks Bedore and Frank O'Hara, but I uh, went with Frank O'Hara. And I uh, took along St. Paul and all that. That's amazing. Um, maybe before you read the poem, like, why did you settle on this Frank? Why, why did you bring this poem in particular? Um, personally, what really got me into poetry was um, love poetry. Because I'm a sensitive person. Mm-hmm. And um, personally, I really try to bring in something else because I don't want to linger too much on it. But, you know, this is a starting point. This is probably like what I'm most passionate about. Um, it's also what I find actually the really, li- like what I really um, started to appreciate more and more over the past few months, especially with the quarantine and um, how everything feels so much more distant and how even like, Uh, voicing concern has become kind of harder or being like real and raw yeah for sure it's becoming harder it's really like coming back to a place where you get to be really weak and even maybe not necessarily um productively in love even more just like stupidly disgusting unproductively yeah Yeah, but no but like this is really like something that i've been thinking about so much lately just like googling like at 2 a.m like what's actually like a good way to be in love because i'm kind of like backing down on love in a way Yeah, not forever. I, I hope. Uh, <laughs> We're gonna break open that heart of yours again. Yeah, honestly, break my heart open, um, <laughs> or at all do anything. Um, make me feel, please. Make you make me feel, like <laughs> <laughs> but um, not like a woman. Mm. Um, no. <laughs> And that's karaoke hour here on uh, Beetroot. <laughs> exactly. We're trying out new things. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the, the karaoke uh, version <laughs> of Lana Del Rey. Heavy breathing, we have. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but um, this poem is uh, really uh, in a lot of Franco Harris poetry, uh, also Richard Syke and all that. It's really like about this kind of love that has no it's like more like a question that doesn't really get an answer yeah kind of not sure yeah not even like celebration of love more like the lingering of an unlove yeah but in a way is that something that i've becoming kind of distance of a uh, uh, distant of and uh to come back to that it's kind of nice in a way yeah to feel sort of raw like i think there's a danger within the quarantine to just kind of like 
toughen up your heart into like some form of numbness and i feel like these are the kind of poems that like chisel away at it you know mm. yeah like, oh, yeah to, to, to come back like like right now everyone is just like a block marble i feel like mm -hmm. a spectral side that comes in and i was like aren't you gonna wear shorts today because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's too warm to wear long pants so you're like no why are you telling me this i'm already dressed <laughs> Um, but it's nice that then sometimes you can read something and it's really just like, but I am gonna wear long pants today. <laughs> and on that, I would love to hear this poem that's made you wear long pants today. <laughs> yes, this is the poem that made me wear long pants. Yeah. Okay. Uh, should I also say the title? Yes. Yeah, go okay. ahead. The full picture. Saint Paul and all that. Totally abashed and smiling, I walk in, sit down and face the frigidaire. It's April, no, it's May. Such little things have to be established in the morning, after the big things of the night. Do you want me to come? When I think of all the things I've been thinking of, I feel insane. Simply life in Birmingham is hell, simply you will miss me. That's good. When the tears of a whole generation are assembled, they will only fill a cup, coffee cup. Just because they evaporate doesn't mean life has heat. This various dream of living, I am alive with you, full of anxious pleasures, pleasurable anxiety, Hardness and softness, listening while you talk and talking while you read. I read what you read. You do not read what I read, which is right. I am the one with curiosity. You read for some mysterious reason. I read simply because I'm a writer. The sun doesn't necessarily set. Sometimes it just disappears when you're not here. Someone walks in and says, hey, there is no dancer in that bad. Polished summers, those drafts, those black and white teeth. You never come when you say you'll come, but on the other hand, you do come. Wow. Thank you. That's that, beautiful. Yeah, I really... <laughs> I really love your reading of that. It's very expressive. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe... I don't know. This is such a great poem. I don't really know where to start, but... Is there a part in particular that kind of sticks out to you or like something that your heart kind of just hicks a little bit when you hear? I think that for me, the tone of this poem, like there's a lot of emptiness, like it's an anxiety, obviously, mm -hmm. but there's also that mixture of like happiness intertwined mm -hmm. with it. And it really just makes me think of how these things are related in a way. Um, and just excitement and anxiety in general. And what if the, if the tone of the pleasure is anxiety or if the anxiety is the tone of the pleasure? Mm. Or with, I don't know if that came out right. Yeah, yeah. but that makes sense. Like, um, And also like the, how the time, like it's April, no, it's May, it's May. That that's a little thing as opposed to some sort of big thing and how the big things happen overnight instead of the days. And it really makes you wonder, like, of course, this can be an innuendo or whatever, but I'm not interested in that. <laughs> so, so it's really just like, 
thinking about when things are big, when things are worthwhile, mm-hmm. when things are big. Like it's even like Alex Turner <laughs> in <laughs> Arctic Monkeys. <laughs> one thing is he, he said in one of those songs, like uh, because the knives were only made for things that you can say tomorrow day or something. Oh, and it was yeah, just yeah. me, yeah. Like I, I've never really been too t- impressed by the Arctic Monkeys, but that uh, lyric really lingered for the past few months onto me because there's no really nightlife anymore so these days it's just like who are you texting at 2 a.m you know (laughs) and what are you saying then and in a way i feel like a lot of the conversations that i'm having when i should not be having conversations or like you know those times that you actually do go out and meet up someone then suddenly become very terrifying in a way much like nightly conversations usually are. And then suddenly things come out over daytime that you normally wouldn't say. Yeah. yeah. There's a shift sure. in your mood <coughs> when you're approaching someone you kind of have amorous feelings for yeah. in the nighttime or in the daytime. Sometimes in the daytime, I personally, I personally don't feel prepared to do it. Mm-hmm. But in the nighttime, I think, okay, I've dealt with the formalities of the day. Now maybe I can concede a little bit into... Yeah. For me, what this poem, like, kind of cracks open this, like, space in mm-hmm. time and, like, that kind yeah. of time in the night where reality cracks a little bit and now you're allowed to say all the things that you wouldn't say tomorrow day <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. and like those kinds of and I do see what you mean like with the fact that with the quarantine there's kind of no more nightlife or anything like sometimes it can feel like you're kind of stuck on the su- surface level and like when when will the yeah. moments crack when will you just get those little pieces where life just feels so real yeah. <laughs> you know so and like oh. yeah and in this poem it's really like you hear a crack but you also fear fear uh, fear not feel, but also feel, because you feel it when you hear something. That was not a cracking sound. Sorry for not being an ASMR podcast. Um, no, but you hear a crack, but then there's still nothing inside because it's just one voice instead of a conversation. So you still don't have that light where the crack comes in. Mm-hmm. Whatever poem that was from, mm-hmm. not Alex Turner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it's really like I feel. I feel like th- this poem is really just about the cracking in, but not necessarily what comes after that. Mm-hmm. Mm. <clears throat> and more like a weight of the continual weight of, of going away from this surface moment. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what about, like, the whole, the kind of, like, these, like, thoughts that are being thrown, like, also the way that it's written. I don't know if you're seeing it the same way that I am, but, like, when he goes to the line and stuff, like, it's at such these moments, like, all of these thoughts are just kind of coming into his head and he's trying to express something. Yeah, like, you don't really know what to express because you don't know how you're going to be read in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel also, like, like the first sentence on itself is just alone Mm -hmm. but when i read it i read it together with the second one and then i read more like the two ones after that as like more of a 
negative second step to the first one of walking in totally abashed and smiling and mm. sitting down and facing the fridge and air suddenly feels very cold. Mm-hmm. And it's really like as if he's going to talk not to a wall, but to his fridge, mm, which yeah. is cold. And walls are not necessarily, don't really have a temperature, mostly are warm these days, yeah, yeah, yeah. depending on your isolation. It feels like love in this poem or, or feeling some kind of love is... Uh, a break in such little things have to be established in the morning like he yeah. he doesn't care for particularly what month it is or where he has to sit or anything it's more so um yeah what 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 am i going to do with the rest of my day mm-hmm. yeah if there's no one yeah to spend my day with exactly yeah for sure what about um yeah, like the there's a few sentences that are like in brackets. Hey, there's no dancer in that bed or this various dreams of living. Like how do you interpret that? Whose whose words are those? Why are they bracketed, you know? Yeah, I think that the one that I um I mean, like living in Birmingham is hell and you will miss me, but that's good. Really sound like they're coming from the narrator themselves. Mm-hmm. Like things that you would want to say but you can't really find a way or a correct I'm through divine. <laughs> um, but like then it comes to this, this various dream of living. Which it sounds more like a title almost. It sounds like second half where new poem starts. It feels very out of place suddenly. Yeah. And I kept on thinking that that in a way is reenacting like just some sort of th- that anxiety and... Frank O'Hara wrote so many things about anxiety or whatever. Mm. And he writes very anxiously. So I can also just read it as this various dream of living I am. Mm-hmm. And that's how he experienced himself to be mm-hmm. during that moment. Mm-hmm. But that's how I read it. Yeah. I always come across with Frank O'Hara as if the poem is always accompanying some greater feeling like the fact that one of his collections is titled lunch poems Mm. makes it seem as if it's uh, a a side order with the lunch you know (laughs) like that that these are going to be consumed over a meal and they're just Uh, uh, an appetizer or yeah i'm gonna sit with this poem by lunch yeah exactly i don't want to join you guys (laughs) (laughs) i'm fine with my lunch poems but thank you for the invite yeah but i always have and i I think that's why frank o'hara is one of my favorite poets is because for me he always has such a perfect mix of like the infinitely ordinary and then with the like insane or like mm. otherworldly like even just the title of the poem saint paul and all that you know mm. like you have this saint this, and then yeah this kind of like all this and having to kind of vibe mm-hmm. you're suddenly thrown into a screwball comedy without really turning on the tv <laughs> I think he has such great perspective as well because um, Frank O'Hara was one of the art directors at the MoMA in New York mm. as well. And I get the feeling that by being surrounded by great masterpieces that you do find in the MoMA or huge uh, paintings and all of this s- subliminal work, mm-hmm. sometimes you get a, p- a greater perspective on feeling or love or greater emotions such as these that allow you to write with such beautiful simplicity it's 
I walk in, I feel insane, I am alive with you, I read what you read. These are kind of punctuation marks along the poem. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like he's going over hurdles every time he's confessing something. Yeah, you know what I do find though, like having read other Frank O'Hara poems, there's a certain like stripping back, like we were kind of chatting about this earlier, but like how often he'll reference it, like a lot of paintings or places and stuff like that doesn't happen here. And especially that part where he's like, I read, no, you read and some, and you don't like what I read. Like, it's like he keeps using the same words yeah. over and over again. He's just like stripping it down to like a very bare place in this poem, you know? Yes. Um, yeah. Like what I also said, like I've been listening to... <laughs> Joni Mitchell <laughs> and the thing with Joni Mitchell is that she keeps on being like oh I want to go to this place and this place and there and that and that and it's just very much like I'm so desensitized to that mode right now like I just really long for that stripping to happen somehow to mm -hmm. really come back to something and here he's really t it, it sounds like a compromise it sounds like he's trying to compromise like he's really trying to work something out here mm. that a lot of poems within this time frame don't really do they're constantly trying to get away from something or trying to flaunt themselves with like other works of mm. art there's just like Be referential in some yeah, sense but like what i always feel when i read those kind of poems is almost like you should love me because i know this and i feel this and i understand mm. this and here it's really just like I am trying so hard to understand you. Mm. Yeah. And that's why I like this poem. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's very different. I think it's very different to his other work, and I think it's consciously very different because the title is St. Paul and all that. And it makes me think of his other works, like Having a Coke With You, which do reference a lot of different artworks, jazz singers, um, historical moments, mm. whereas this is st paul and all that is it's almost as if he's sick and tired of doing that referential yeah. work in his in his poetry so am i yeah so i really like yeah. and all that you know what what are we cause right now i'm reading uh just kids by patty smith and sometimes i i fail to believe but it was 1970s new york that they really had access to so much art that she's referencing all the time yeah. and i think it's nice, but you also could talk about how you're feeling a little bit more, not what was present at that very moment. Like, not the, in this poem, I feel like he similarly is like, maybe I just need to address how I feel, how I, I walk in, I feel insane, I am alive with you, instead yeah. of, and the, and Billie Holiday was playing on the record, or, um, yeah. and there was a Coke on the table. Yeah, like, I've seen Patti Smith live three times, um, and the thing is that she also always throws, like, an anecdote in mm. somewhere along the way and it's nice yeah. because then because you're at a concert mm. you already like you keep on hearing songs so you kind of want that anecdote yeah um best moment by the way was when she asked like w w how are those things called where you get like food junk food out of out oh of like vending machines yeah no what no but like with like junk a fabo yeah, 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 yeah and i yelled fabo at her and i was just like oh, i'm so happy that this is the, <laughs> this is the one interaction <laughs> that, that i have yeah. yeah exactly um and the entire room was um, it was like silent yeah. <laughs> except for me that was beautiful to me but like it's almost like you don't want to sit, you don't want to 
read a poem that's just yelling fabo at you the entire time yeah. yeah what i find in just kids is that it's every single sentence there's something maybe i have to look up or i don't know yeah. or and i i understand that that's the time in which they were living where it's you know not uh instant gratification and easy access to every single art or music online mm-hmm. but I wish she spoke more to the feeling a little bit more. And I think yeah. Frank O'Hara mm-hmm. is doing that. I think yeah. especially like in that first line, you know, it's like he's walking and then all of a sudden he like sits down. And I think that like kind of stopping in the movement of mm. the poem, you know, it's yeah. like it starts with this like, this is going to be a love poem. Like I'm smart. Bro. Boom. And then it just like stops. And then he's it's like taking off this coat, you know, and it's it's like. This is just, you know, and I think that that's a really different way to apprehend falling in love or mm-hmm. love as opposed to, you know, this kind of like hurling forward this moment where you're just like terrified and you're not moving and you're just yeah. taking uh, off your coat. It's vulnerability. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's being naked. It's like, I feel like he's yeah. naked in this poem. Yeah, you know? and like he doesn't stop in front of the refrigerator. He stops in, a, stops in front of the frigidity <laughs> you know like it's, and like i so let's stop there let's stop there i never want to use that word again first of all that was it's quite alarming it's you know mm. and you know it's it's just really like okay let's start what time is it mm-hmm. cool no it's not that time okay see we're already lost track of time here okay great mm-hmm. let's re- rework that and then he comes back to how he's feeling it's just so nice yeah and i think it's definitely like we also had a a love episode for beetroot where we just kind of like brought in our favorite love poems um and i think that like a lot of it for me it was like the love poem that i chose which is like it's like explosive and it was like oh all of these emotions and like the moments where you feel the most alive and Mm -hmm. I, i think that's totally valid but this kind of like like stopping and like as opposed to just going out and crazy like going down and like Mm. really and terrifying you know to like open yourself up like that to another person where you're just like quiet i never forget when i was in school a mother of one of my friends um i don't know how this even came into conversation but she imparted a pearl of wisdom which is (laughs) love is peace like you know it's Uh. peace and it's a very peaceful poem in in the end you never come when you say you'll come but on the other hand mm. you do come it's a certainty you know but you have i think you have to go through so much so much so much excitement to to access that plane of assurance yeah. with, within whoever you're with or even within yourself he could be referencing himself here frank o'hara you never come when you say you'll come but on the other hand yeah. you do come i know i will always come back to myself or I know my lover will always return to me. Could be either. Hmm. Could read it in two different ways. Yeah. No, for sure. Well, I'm afraid that we might have to finish our conversation about yeah. the Frank O'Hara poem, unfortunately, because we don't have that much more time. No. However, we have gotten to my favorite part of the Beetroot podcast. <laughs> so last week we did our communal poem episode where we um, basically each week we ask one of our guests or like the guest that's come up to mm-hmm. bring a line that they have written and to share it with us. And then we just compiled them all together into one big communal poem. <laughs> that was our previous episode. You can still catch it online. Oh, yeah. Um, so Vince, what do you want to bring to our communal poem today 
I'm bringing in the first line of one of the poems that I wrote in 2018. <laughs> dum, dum, dum. Dum, dum, dum. Very dark time in everyone's life. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to October 2019, which was a beautiful time to be alive. Yes, it was. Um, and it is Bridget Jones said to replace love. Uh, woof, woof, that was not it. <laughs> Don't In French, we say uh, lapsus revelateur, which is like a re re revelatory lapsus. <laughs> you know, Rewind. when you, we, Freudian yeah. slips. <laughs> uh. But Bridget Jones said to replace food with sex. Wow. I nearly don't want to say anything else to finish the podcast. No. I kind of just want to like cut it off and be like, yep, I think <laughs> Bridget Jones <laughs> said it all. <laughs> That's great. Or maybe now we're in quarantine, we maybe have to like switch that around a bit. I don't know. Sex with food. Like sex with, yeah. sex with food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's for like the next person to show yeah. up to do. Am that's I the right? <laughs> Can I ask you maybe to end the podcast where, where, the, where this line led you? Why did you start with this line where did you go after in the poem um well i kept going on about um trying to um trying to go about how i dealt with my body and how i <laughs> distributed it mm. in a way and um kind of thinking about it in a nutritional sense and thinking about it in almost an economical way orthorexic kind of way um and i also talked a lot about surgery mm. <laughs> and losing pounds after surgery mm. um but i do feel like at the end i felt like i was fine it was like it's kind of in a way that sometimes you just need to watch a rom-com to know that things will be okay mm -hmm. so it kind of came back to the same feeling of the first line yeah or sometimes you just need to like read a little frank o'hara poem mm. to like no, sometimes you just need to read a little frank o'hara okay well. <laughs> thank you thank you so much yeah. everybody for tuning in again we're so happy to be able to have guests back on the show now and to get back into the studio yeah. now that uh, all of the uh, the precautions are loosening up a little <laughs> bit. Um, but please keep tuning in and uh, listening and giving us your feedback. We'll miss you. Goodbye. Bye. Marta is trying to find the theme music. There it is. Bye. 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 Bye.